This episode is brought to you by Visit Williamsburg. In Williamsburg, Virginia, there's never too much of a good thing. Whether you're a foodie, a golfer, a history buff, a shopaholic, an outdoor enthusiast, or a thrill seeker, you'll find what you came for here and more. So ask yourself, what is it you want? Discover Williamsburg and plan your trip at visitwilliamsburg.com. Welcome to TPQ20, where we go beyond the page with poets about passions, process, pitfalls, and poetry. I'm Courtney Marglin. And I'm Chris Marglin. Let's expand the conversation. How's your day been? It has been wonderful. Thank you for coming to have a conversation at TPQ20. We're so glad to have you. I'm sorry Chris couldn't be here today. Yeah, no, it's all good. I mean, we we do what we got to do, right? Right. Well, we always like to welcome you when we start our conversations. And of course, we know who you are and think you are absolutely fabulous. I'm just thrilled mm-hmm. to be having this conversation with you. But we like to give you an opportunity to say a little bit about yourself and kind of introduce yourself to our audience. So if you want to take a second and kind of give um, your kind of heart song, Chris likes to call the elevator speech. I kind of like to call your heart song a little bit. Give us kind of a little piece of who you are. Yeah, I'm I'm never really good at these things because I, I always like to say that no bio could hold me. I do too much. Just ask my pen. But I'm, you know, what a lot of people would consider a writer a spoken word artist, a playwright. I don't know, jack of all trades, maybe. I just can't sing, you know? Oh, and I can't draw. But I am who I am on the page, on the stage, and in your face. So, yeah. <laughs> I love it. I love it. You do a little everything. <laughs> yeah. So starting a conversation, what are some of the your main passions when it comes to the world of literature? Some of my main passions... You know, that's a really good question, actually. All the questions likely are. But some of my main passions, I think, are wrapped around like honesty and integrity healing. I don't know if if I look at like the world of literature to be separate from just everyday life. So all of those things are connected for me. So, you know, I um I tend to care about, you know, the artist more than I care about the audience. I know that sounds weird, but I care about what the artist sees and through their lens. So I'm, I'm really passionate about what they're going through and how they interpret life. I love that. It's funny, right as I was, right before you got on our call, I was reading through one of your poems and it made me think so much of my daughter through your experience and the experience, because she's a fifth grader. She's going through right now. So I was reading through those lenses that you give help so much in the world around us as readers. So even that translation as you're talking about, focusing so much on the artist, even as the reader, the lens that we get as as readers gives us such a piece for us to see the world and to make those connections uh, through our families even. 
Yeah, for sure. For sure. I, I like to say that like everybody has something to do, right? Everybody is doing some kind of work, whether you're the reader, the writer, or just the person standing by, you know, or the plant that's holding space. So everything has something to do. Nothing gets thrown yeah. away. No, that passion is definitely coming through. So thank you for that. Um, outside the world of literature, what are you passionate about right now? Mm. Outside of the world of literature, what am I passionate about right now? I, or in um, general? Yeah, 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 sure. No, I, it's definitely family and friends, significant other, you know, like I'm really passionate about my relationships. And I've been having to learn so much about myself, you know, like even in this pandemic, but more so learning and having a passion wrapped around like those people in my life that are special and close to me and how to show up for them, how to pay attention, how to be more self-aware, how to exchange energy, you know, that kind of thing. How has that been during the pandemic? Mm. I've made some mistakes and I've had I to, feel learn you. Them, you know, <laughs> and I've had to learn from them, but I think they're beautiful mistakes because they've gotten me closer to myself. So I'm, I'm really fortunate of that, but geez, it hurts. You know what I mean? <laughs> I do. I love that phrase, beautiful mistakes, because I think that sometimes is the key is finding that beauty and that mistake where we, we give ourselves some room to grow and then move forward, especially in those relationships. Yeah. That's a beautiful thing. So looking at back to writing your process, what is your writing process? Are there any special rituals or how do you prepare yourself? Um, do you do anything kind of unique or do you just kind of throw everything at the wall? There's been, I've heard kind of everything at this point. Authors are so just kind of magical in the way that you prepare yourselves and go through the process when it comes to writing and how you approach it. Yeah. So I think it really depends on the poem. And if I can take a, a moment, right, to like be all artsy for a second. I um, yeah, right. I want all of it. You know, you remember, well, you have kids. So I remember when I was growing up, there was like this toy box and you can pull out all these different things that you wanted to be, right? And you throw them on and, and play make believe and then you take it off and then you get to put on something else and then you mm -hmm. do that and then you take it off. I like for the poem to tell me what my superpower is for this poem. You know what I mean? Mm. And so like I get to put on a cape and be a magician the whole entire time, but it's an illusion, right? Because in that I'm also, I don't know, maybe a rabbit or maybe I'm the lady that gets cut in half. Maybe I'm the person who makes the quilt. I don't know. Yes. You know, so I, I think I let the poem decide, but that's usually how it goes for me. I don't really have a set thing in place besides that, that I've noticed. It's just whenever and however the poem asks me to show up ritually uh, or like superstitions. Yeah. Like, uh, oh, I, I am a bit superstitious. Like I don't like to tell people certain things before I know what they're supposed to be. I don't like to share <laughs> poems that are not quite ready yet. Oh, I just think it's, and not that I necessarily think it's bad luck. I just think it's unfair to the poem for me to share it and it's not ready. So uh, not ready to be birthed yet. Yeah. You know, and I definitely don't, I don't always enjoy writing in a room with other people. I know that some people really get gas off that, but I don't, I just think about everything they're possibly thinking about and it's distracting for me. So like selfishly, I like to <laughs> I understand that. Yeah. You know, selfishly, I kind of want to just be in my own little world for just a moment. Yeah. It's like other people's thoughts get a little loud for me. And then I start to get a little self-conscious or I, I take in what they're saying or thinking or I, I have ADD. So 
<laughs> yeah, you get it. You get it. Yeah. So uh, it, it works out. Other people get a, l- a little much for me sometimes. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Cool. So that for me can be a pitfall in writing. I and mean, it sounds like it can be for you. So are there any other like pitfalls or obstacles that you've had along kind of your poetry journey? And how have you kind of handled or dealt with them? And what have you learned from them? Mm. These are such good questions. You know, pitfalls are like uh, obstacles, I think, are given. But I've I've mostly dealt with like self-doubt and believing what someone might have said about my work if it were negative or they weren't a fan of it. I think I'm still scorned from, you know, being an undergrad and one of my professors telling me that I wasn't going to be a um, I wasn't going to be a writer. I wasn't going to be a good writer anyways. And so I think about that often. And so. Sometimes it is, it's just reiterated in itself for the self-doubt to happen, to reinforce the, the low self-esteem is really what the obstacle is. Sometimes I allow those, those messages and thoughts to override what I know to be true about myself. And the ways that I've worked on it to try to overcome those things is uh, <laughs> to write against it to protect it at all costs. I feel like oftentimes I'm trying to protect, I say trying to protect the work, but I think I'm, I'm really in turn protecting like the inner child or the inner self that wrote the thing, you know? And I also have to tell myself, this is something I'm working on. Anybody who wants it. I'm trying to tell myself that I don't need to do anything to be loved. So if I never wrote another poem again, I am loved. If I never performed ever again, I am still love deserving of love and a lovable person. So sometimes I get a little, a little wrapped up in, I got to be doing something and that's an obstacle for me, but I do appreciate the motivation that it gives me to accept myself more. You know, it's fascinating, um, especially doing these interviews now. And even I just hit uh, a little over 40. We're just going to stop there. (laughs) A little over 40. The older I get, the more I hear self-doubt and um, this, we all struggle to just believe that we are worthy, mm-hmm. no matter who we are, what we've accomplished. And it's amazing to me that, I mean, even in myself, even in my little, my beautiful 10-year-old who has never done a bad thing in her whole life, right? She believes that she's not worthy, right? Mm-hmm. And it, this overwhelming thing in our culture and in our society that this common thread we all carry and have to overcome. And it's, it hurts my heart so much, so many ways. And at the same time, it's almost this like strangely uplifting bond we all have that I've watched so many of us in every area find a way through and especially in poetry and writing. Yeah. I have watched it move so many people as a teacher. I taught middle school right. and the words on a page, I, I just can't express how much power I've watched them move. I wish so much we could have so much more love for ourselves, but I think you just said it so beautifully in trying to give ourselves just a little more grace and uh, knowing that we are worthy of love no matter what. Yeah. Thank you. That was just beautiful. Oh, thank you. Yeah. I'm glad we're, we're in one accord. We're in agreement. (laughs) Oh yeah. So as far as uh, what you are most excited about right now in literature, Mm. um, what has been just catching your attention 
And what should we know about what's out there right now that you're just loving? Yeah, a lot of stuff has been catching my attention. I love that so many, specifically like Black women, are creating new work and releasing new work. That's fabulous. I love that. I love that for us. Yeah, because I'm like, we want to hear those voices, right? Um, oh, yes. Like Ariana Ariana Brown just released uh, a new manuscript and it's lovely and it's, it's so full and thick. And then Suzy Q just released something. Ah, it's, it's like a survival course. I love it. It's so good. <laughs> Yeah, there's there's so much good work out there. I know that uh, who is it? Janae Johnson is releasing something in February of next year, might possibly at some point. And so I'm like, I'm looking forward to all of the stuff that's coming out that are from voices that I don't get to hear from. Ayokunle, Falamo, like I'm just, you know, like any new work that's coming out from my people and my tribe, I, I definitely rock with that. I really think, you know, the... In literature, is that the question? Like, what am I looking forward to in literature? In literature or just in general. And then also, of course, from you specifically, because we always want to know what you're doing. Yeah. Yeah. I think just in general, I'm looking forward to the mm, what's been like uh, pent up. What haven't people had a chance to say or when they couldn't talk or share for so long? I'm, I'm definitely looking forward to that. I'm looking forward to like getting a house next year that that's still like in the works of something that I got to make up my mind so the universe can know which way to move. But yes, congratulations. I'm also looking forward to Blood Fresh. I have Blood Fresh that's releasing next year. I, it's a new manuscript. It's just basically some real honest down to earth poems that are new and, you know, that take you through the story of me from little to older, all these different walks of life. It's a call for like being armored and protected through oppression and depression, you know, and how to remove ourselves from that prison and, and stay afloat. So I'm really looking forward to Blood Fresh coming out. I like, I will be ecstatic if it was released tomorrow right but i gotta wait so everybody else gotta wait too and hopefully we can't wait yeah right hopefully everybody else (laughs) hopefully everybody else is just as excited as me because i'm ready i'm holding your other ones right here right now (laughs) oh okay i was legit reading them before (laughs) that's why it took me a second to log on because i got a little distracted i got ADD. yeah 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 you know people are so good to me that's awesome thank you so much yeah, that makes me feel good because it's it's like one of those things where we as people like in general know how to follow music, right? Like we have that artist that we listen to or that song that we could play over and over again. And I love that poets are introducing people like spoken word artists are introduced people to like their favorite poems, you know, poems that they can listen to or read over and over again. That's really dope. I just want to create that kind of art. You know, Miss Ebony, you are creating that kind of art. You are one of those poets for me that has gotten me through the night at times. I don't know if you know that, but you are also one of the poets that I introduced to people just last week. A good friend of mine was over, and you are the person, mental health bars, that I, you were the first poet spoken word that she had ever listened to. Oh, and the wow. look on her face, oh, I'm going <laughs> to, it's going to make me cry. The look on her face when she heard you because mental health is something she struggles with. Mm-hmm. And to watch her face, it just that look, and you know it when um, somebody is hooked, mm-hmm. and she just started scrolling and found one after another. <laughs> and I watched my own daughter. Oh, she is a fan. <laughs> so what? 
the power that you, oh yeah. <laughs> oh, and she just thinks you, one of the most stunningly beautiful people she's ever seen in her whole life. So <laughs> I think she's watching your videos for a couple of reasons, if I'm being honest. Right. I love but that. She loves oh, wow. The sound of, <laughs> she's got a little girl crush. <laughs> but your power to move people and so many artists, but for me, especially after our accident and my TBI, there is something in that poem. Sorry, I'm going to cry again. There are a couple of lines in there that for many different reasons just got me through some really hard times. Mm -hmm. And I think a lot of times artists don't, don't know the personal connections they make because once you write it and it's out there, it's out there. And you're writing for a lot of reasons. And we're reading for all sorts of reasons too. But yeah. The power that you have is remarkable. And getting to talk to you about it, especially for me, who's a little bit of a fangirl and has gotten to introduce you to other fangirls is amazing. So I thank you so much for what you're doing. It's amazing to me. Oh, I appreciate wow. you more than I can say. Thank you <laughs> so, so thank much. You. I am appreciative of you and Christopher and, and, you know, like you introducing, you know, my work and other artists work to, you know, the masses. I appreciate what y'all do. And I've always said this to y'all anytime, like we've like talked in Twitter land, right? That y'all are so good to me. And I just want to make sure I say that I appreciate you. Thank you so much. <laughs> we'll have a wonderful evening and my fingers are crossed on the house and the universe will help you along the way. Thank you. We'll talk to you later. <laughs> Bye. Thank you for listening to TPQ20. Please like, review, and subscribe.